You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all of the podcast content at Facebook, our Facebook page. You can find the podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Wherever you can find podcasts, that's where you can find the Locked on Packers podcast. This is a little bit different Monday show for us because the Packers play tonight and the rest of the league played yesterday. And so that presents us with a little bit different kind of schedule this week. So we'll have the recap tomorrow. We're not going to have Expert Tuesday or Opponent Wednesday this, this Monday night game throws off the whole schedule, not just because we have to do the recap on Tuesday, but then there is no opponent because this is the bye week. So opponent Wednesday now just becomes a regular Wednesday, and we will talk about the, the team and, and where they are and, and what happened with the 49er game, but we're not going to treat this week as if it were a different week where there's an opponent because there is no opponent. So we'll get to what happened in that game as we get to later in the week. But the Packers play tonight. And before we we speak specifically about that game, and I think we spent a lot of the shows last week previewing this game. Doug Farrar came on the show. Melissa Jacobs came on the show. Brian Peacock came on the show from Locked On 49ers. So we had a great preview. I don't want to I don't want to waste too much time and though it wouldn't be a waste I don't mean it that way but I don't want to spend too much time on the 49ers because I think we've done a lot of that to this point in our game prep that is why we have expert Tuesday that is why we have crossover Wednesday it's why we have Melissa Jacobs and and these other people come on the show to provide this insight for you what I think is more important is when we have these Monday shows, let's look around the league. And it's particularly apt this week because the team that was leading the division, the Chicago Bears, went to Miami on Sunday. And they got a gift because Ryan Tannehill was dealing with a right shoulder injury, and so he can't go. And so in his place, against what everyone assumes is one of the best defenses in football, Here comes Brock Osweiler, the Brock Lobster. And in about 100 degree heat, at least it was a feels like over 100, the Dolphins won the game in overtime, dropped the Bears to 3-2. The Bears blew uh, a double-digit lead in the second half. They let Brock Osweiler throw for almost 400 yards, three touchdowns, and then marched down the field in overtime twice. If it weren't for a fumble at the end of the first drive in overtime at the one-yard line, the Dolphins would have won that time. The Bears came back. They set up a field goal attempt. They miss it, and then they let the Dolphins drive down the field the other way, get a field goal attempt. They win. 
Now, the Vikings also won. But if we, if we look around the NFC, the Rams won but didn't play great. The Falcons won but didn't play great. Buccaneers all but out of the NFC mix. Washington wins. They beat Carolina. And that's actually helpful for the Packers because the more Washington wins, unless they win the division, they're knocking out other teams. I don't think Washington is going to win enough games to get into the playoff hunt in terms of the wild card, but they might. And then that win in Washington could loom large. But for the Green Bay Packers, if they win their division and Washington doesn't, it doesn't matter. And so for Washington to get this particular win to beat Carolina, who's probably not going to catch New Orleans, that is another wild card team that they can beat. I don't think Washington is going to play well enough consistently over the course of the next month and a half, two months, to be a huge factor in the playoff race, but I think they'll win eight, nine games, and they'll have a chance at the division, but I think ultimately they come up short. I think the Eagles win the division, nine or ten wins, and and I just don't think Washington ends up with a chance to win their division or make the playoffs. They might. They might. But this is all set up very nicely. Detroit doesn't play. This is all set up very nicely for the Green Bay Packers because if they win tonight, they go to 3-2-1. and one. That, that Miami loss for the Bears, they have to go play New England this week. And so all of a sudden they could be 3-3 three and three and they expected to be at least 4-2 and two playing the Brock Lobster and they don't get that win. That's huge. I, I, I tweeted out on Sunday because the Bears have, have gotten a number of just gift injuries. You get the Aaron Rodgers injury. Sam Bradford and Ryan Fitzpatrick have their last stands against this team. And they get they get a quarter of Deshaun Kaiser, and now they get Brock Osweiler. Well, Brock Osweiler lit them up. And Aaron Rodgers on one leg's shot full of enough tranquilizer and painkillers to take down a horse lit them up. Okay, so... I don't know that this Bears team is the caliber of team that we thought they were, or at least that some made them out to be. I never thought they were some, you know, dynastic team and this great defense and this was the this was an early 2000s Bears defense. No, it's it's clearly not. You give up 30 points to Brock Osweiler, you're just not an elite defense. That's just the reality of any situation objectively. Before we before we get to the Packer 49er situation specifically. There were also some reports on Sunday that that Oakland was going to be selling on some former top picks, including Amari Cooper and Carl Joseph. There were also some reports. I'll say one report, and I, I won't say from the most reliable source. That suggested Patrick Peterson could be on the move in Arizona. This has been a rumbling now for a couple years. I think Green Bay could and should get involved in some of the bidding here. And I don't think Patrick Peterson makes a lot of sense for Green Bay. Given the investment that they made and given the quality of players that they got. And this is going to be now, this t- tonight, Green Bay should have their full complement of players. We don't know what Jair Alexander's situation is. He's questionable. 
We don't know right now at time of recording what Bashad Breeland's situation is. He's questionable. But they should get Kevin King, Josh Jackson, Tremont Williams. They should have their core five plus the safeties ready to go for the 49ers. So Patrick Peterson, I think, is just a little bit too far. It would be a nice luxury to have, but he's too expensive. And I just, from a team-building standpoint, I don't think it makes sense. But those other two players, Ian Kenyon, who who uh, is an editor at Bleacher Report, suggested to me that maybe the Packers offer the Saints pick, that first-round pick, for both Joseph and Cooper because they're not going to get a first for either. They're probably not even going to get a two for either. Which is sad to say. I think they've they've grossly mismanaged this situation, and and John Gruden has grossly mismanaged the Raiders' salary cap and their roster building and all of the things really that you need to do to be a good uh, executive. Even though he's not technically the executive, Reggie McKenzie is. But Amari Cooper would make this team better, and they're they're an inexperienced team. It would make it easier to get off Randall Cobb at the end of the year because Amari Cooper is a killer. From the slot. And Carl Joseph would probably be the best safety on this team right away. So why not take advantage of a team that seems to be selling? If, if you're playing fantasy football in a league and there are two or three owners in that league who are either inept or don't care. So a couple years ago, we had a I was in a fantasy league at Sports Illustrated. And one of the guys, his season was over. And he decided, I just he was a Chiefs fan. So he said, okay, I'm just, I, I want all the Chiefs. And he gave away some really good players just to get Chiefs. And I was mad about it. I, I ended up sort of respecting it. I thought it was funny. Uh, I didn't like that he sold Marshawn Lynch to the guy that I was playing to for nothing, for like Niall Davis or something ridiculous. It was a no harm, no foul situation. I, I ended up being funny to me. If you're the Packers, why wouldn't you go to the Raiders and say, hey, we have pieces, you have pieces, why don't we give you some draft capital and you t- and we'll take back some of these players that you don't want? I think that makes perfect sense for Green Bay from their point of view. And for the Raiders, they're going to get picks for players that they apparently, and, and we don't need to know the reasons. We don't need to even care about the reasons. They apparently don't want to play these players. That's fine. The Packers can and should take them. The Packers are still nine, ten-point favorites, depending on where you look. And if you want to put some money down to make some money, if the Packers win, you should do it at my bookie. I've been telling you about my bookie for a very long time, and the reason is simple: they are the best online gambling service you can go to. They have live in-game betting, fantasy over/unders, and the best player perks in the business. The mobile app is super easy to use, and they're running all kinds of promotions, especially for Locked On Packers listeners. So listen to this. Listen what they want to do for you. Right now, MyBookie is so slammed with new bettors. They want to give you an additional $25 on any deposit you make over $100 if you make that deposit after 7 p.m. This is the easiest $25 you can possibly make because all you have to do is subscribe to a service you were already going to use just do it after 7 p.m. Eastern. Use the promo code LOCKEDON25 to get that additional $25. Plus, MyBookie will match that first deposit up to 
dollars. So that is just free money. Why would you not want free money? Promo code LOCKDOWN25 to get that extra $25 when you deposit after 7 p.m. Plus, MyBookie will match that first deposit up to $1,000. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. So there was some concern when late in the week last week, Brian Bulaga missed practice and Jason Spriggs went down at practice. And that, I mean, the reasons are obvious. If the Packers don't have a right tackle, they'd be in pretty serious trouble. Now, according to Rob Domofsky, that Bulaga injury, which is the knee that was not operated on in the offseason, the non-ACL knee, just flared up a little bit, had some issues, but he is is not concerned about what's going to happen tonight. Jair Alexander was limited, questionable. Geronimo Allison, limited, questionable. Bashad Breeland, limited, questionable. This was the case for a lot of, of players on the roster right now. Jermaine Whitehead, Nick Perry. Justin McCray actually went full on Friday, but that's, a, again, this is a, an estimated designation. The expectation is Byron Bell is going to start at right guard. Jimmy Graham is is on that, that uh, veteran, we're going to rest you sometimes, not other times model, uh, which, I, which I very much respect. So Green Bay is going to get, it seems a little bit healthier, but I think, frankly, it would be good to once again play a lot of these rookies. I think that would be beneficial to the offense. I think it would be beneficial to Aaron Rodgers. I think it would be beneficial to all of the rookie receivers, no question about that, because they need these reps. I mean, you heard Doug Farrar on this show. If you listened on Friday, Doug talked about this is a ballet, this offense. And it's about timing and it's about rhythm and it's about understanding what the players around you are doing and when they're doing it. And the quarterback has to trust that you're going to do the things that you need to do when you need to do them. So this is one of those situations where I think rookie reps are very important to this team as they look at what this team is going to look like the rest of the year because chances are they're going to need Marquez Valdez-Scantling and they're going to need Equinemius St. Brown at some point to make a play for them. And so does Aaron Rodgers have a comfort level with those players to give them those opportunities? Now, he didn't have a choice against Detroit. And Rodgers didn't have a choice, for example, against Arizona a couple years ago in the playoff game. But if he does have a choice, he's not going to throw to those guys. <laughs> and, and frankly, you know, getting Devontae Adams the ball is not the worst thing in the world. And getting Jimmy Graham the ball. And, and getting these running backs the ball, it's not the, it's not a bad idea. These are quality, talented players, and Green Bay should be trying to get them the ball. That's the point of having so many versatile, talented players on your team. I don't know how much to worry about what's going on with Aaron Jones's touches. Everyone seems to understand that he's the best running back, even maybe the coaches, and so when Mike McCarthy says something like there's more to there's more to playing running back than running the ball, you say okay, then that is in some ways a tacit acknowledgement that he is the best guy. And that's interesting, but it doesn't help win games if you're not going to play that guy more. If you're not going to give him the snaps that he deserves. With these receivers, 
if Allison can't go, if Cobb can't go, there's no question like that. There's no worrying, is is so-and-so going to get the snaps he deserves? They don't have enough receivers to play without the guys that, that deserve to play playing. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has to play. EQ has to play. Jamon Moore has to play. And Green Bay got a little bit more creative by formation with the, the multiple tight end sets. And I, I wish they would get even more creative. I hope to see them come out of the bye with a little bit more creativity offensively and defensively. Frankly, Mike Patton has been the best designer of blitzes over the four, first quarter of the season in the league. That has to continue. They need to go out and just smash C.J. Beathard. It looks like Matt Breda is probably not going to play. P.R. Garcon probably not going to play. If Marquise Goodwin plays, he's not going to be 100%. I think that's going to be true for a number of players on this offense. And so the defense should just go out and and dominate. And the Packers offense should just go out and dominate because this this defense has DeForest Buckner, Richard Sherman, Ruben Foster's dealing with an injury. And then that's about it. I mean, Fred Warner has been a nice addition to this team. He's an athletic linebacker. But the rest of this defense is just not very talented. Green Bay needs to come out and just beat the hell out of the 49ers because they have an opportunity to make a statement. The Eagles made a statement beating the hell out of a bad team on prime time football on Thursday. The Packers now can say, hey, Philly, of the of the pedigreed, quarterback-driven veteran teams in the NFC that are not the Saints, we're still here. Let's not just give all the props to the Rams, who once again were a little underwhelming against Denver. They won the game, but they allowed the Broncos back into that game, and they're they're not the well-oiled machine they looked like just a few weeks ago. And so if you're Green Bay or you're Philadelphia or you're Minnesota or you're New Orleans, you have to feel like the Rams, who are the prohibitive favorite and and will be until further notice, they're looking a little bit more vulnerable. And as those wins pile up, does the pressure get to them a little bit? Do they feel like they need to go chase 14, 15, 16 and 0? And does that wear on them the way that it, it has worn on teams in the past? I don't know. But if you're someone like the Eagles, you put the rest of the NFC on notice. And not because the Giants are good, but because you looked really good. The Packers can do the same thing tonight by beating a vastly inferior team in prime time. And those things matter. Don't let anyone tell you those things don't matter. They matter. So the Packers need to go handle their business tonight. And I think they will. And if you want to go last minute to Lambeau Field, you should go to Vivid Seats to get your tickets. Not just because Vivid Seats is the best online broker of tickets, but because Locked On Packers listeners can get a deal. First, let me tell you a little bit more about Vivid Seats. They're an online event ticket marketplace like so many you've heard of before. But so many of these websites are concerned about markup and their own profits. Vivid Seats is here to give you the best user experience that you can get. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events. That's sports, concerts, theater, and more. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience. And what's more, 
Locked On Packers listeners with the podcast code Locked On can get $20 off any order of $200 or more if they're first time customers of Vivid Seats. So go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All right, Packers 49ers tonight on Monday Night Football. Hopefully you're not getting this tomorrow and have already understood the score and, and you know what happened. And luckily I didn't make any predictions, but um, I did last week and I think the Packers win by 14, 20, 21, 24. I mean, I think it's Packers big this week, barring something really, truly un- uh, unexpected. And I said last week, I stand by it. If Green Bay doesn't, come out and just beat that ass they're in trouble and things are worse than maybe we thought they were now I I listed off last week some stats and made the case that you know the record didn't reflect how good Green Bay was well they have a chance to prove that they have a a chance to prove they are better than 2-2-1 against the 49ers tonight so just go do it go take care of business go beat the hell out of an inferior opponent and announce that you are back in NFC contention. That is what the Packers have to do tonight. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss the game and then the the, the team as they sit right now the rest of the week. That will be our focus. We will have a self-scout week, just like the Packers will. Mike McCarthy's favorite phrase, the self-scout. We will look deeply at what the Packers are at this point in the season, where they can go and where they need to get to to achieve the things that they want to achieve this season. Anytime you want to hit me up, ask a question, leave a comment, whatever it is, you can do that on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can also do that for the podcast at Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit up the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920-341-3775. We're going to take a lot of questions this week, so send me those. We're going to have a lot of time to reflect on this Packers team. So send me your questions, comments, whatever it is, and let me know how you are staying locked on Packers.